Colin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it, man. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to have you on. It seems like it's been a long time coming because your business is right beside where my day job is and actually where we're recording right now. And I've been watching stuff happening over there, not exactly sure what it's going to come to. And then just lately you relaunched and it's a whole different thing. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a great time to get on right now and uh, talk a little bit about it. I. It's been a journey in that space. You know, we've been there for about four years now, and this is the third iteration. Like you said, a lot of change, you know, and, and growth and evolution with the community and myself. So this is the one. Morpho is the one that sticks for sure. Right on. Well, before we get into the full details of Morpho, or we can start with that if you'd like to, whichever you prefer. I, 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 what I'm getting at is I, wanna, I want you to tell your story of getting into SAR and how this happened, because I knew you more from that. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting and you took, you took some chances and put it out there and I, that's really interesting to me. So yeah. I wanna get into both sides of the story, your business and who you are and your journey. So mm -hmm. take your pick, which one we start with. Let's start with the journey. Okay, so- How I got here. <laughs> go ahead and introduce yourself fully, tell us where you're from and tell us how you got to Nosara. Yeah, my name is Colin Taylor. I'm born and raised in New Orleans, but I've lived in four countries to date and I got to Nosara 14 years ago, chasing a wave. Um, it was June, July, August, 2008. My family and I, we spent a full US summer here and uh, fell in love with Costa Rica. You know, traveled all over the place. We saw Arnold Volcano, it was still erupting back in the day. You saw Nosara at what I kind of deem as its heyday for me. Yeah. Uh, I think the, oh, let me think. No, I would say the heyday started around 2012-ish. 02 to 06 had a big change. So the 08, we were about to go into a big downturn and but there was still civilization here it wasn't like it is now but there was enough to have some substance yeah 100 percent. i mean it was like nosar yoga institute the handful of homes that were below it and i guess what's now ocean club and uh and a few surf schools really i remember banana bar or something <laughs> like that and, yeah uh, you know just a couple sodas pay for internet pay for calls at the corner at i guess what is now cafe de paris yeah there's cafe priscilla rosie's a couple places safari surf and casa toucan was still going yeah harmony was the harmony by then it used to be via type a way back in the day yeah i i really just remember this one street you know it was like kind of everything was on this you took the left going down towards agua tibia and then you wind up at the homes in the residential area and uh, so yeah either way 14 years ago man that was it was where I learned to surf. This is my home wave. And um, it always had like a strong pull. All right, so 08, so when you got here, what was it 18-ish, 20? Yeah, I was 20 years old. Okay, so 20 year, you're 20 years old, and 14 years then you ago, end up moving 21. here. Like, what, what were you doing between 2008 when you first came to Nosara, and then when you moved here? Uh, so I went back to the States, and I worked in multiple careers. I did real estate, I did some food and beverage, like launched a couple of food and beverage brands. Um, and then I moved into business development with some like fundraising sweepstakes platforms, Omaze and Prizio, which was amazing work, like super rewarding and like really great experience. And it also gave me a sense of what I wanted to do with like my gifts, um, which is create, you know, better impact in the world and leave it a better place. It's kind of cliche, but you know, with what I can do, it's, that's what I would like to do. Yeah, so you, so you got a, a big diverse array of skills in those years and then fast forward us into deciding to come to Nosara and that whole thing. Yeah, so the end of my time in the States, I was actually working for HBO doing film production. Um, I did locations for them for six years and I was just burnt out. And this place, like I said, it always had a strong pull and like a calling for me and I always knew how 
how calm and how peaceful I felt here and how homey it does feel when I created that sense of home mm-hmm. um, with community and with like friends and, and actual family friends that do live here like most of the year round. Um, so yeah, the last few years in LA were just like really stressful, a lot of workload and it wasn't fulfilling. I didn't see it being sustainable for the long term. And a Facebook banner ad, you know, with restaurant for sale in Nosada and Guiones Nosada, you know, literally on Facebook, scrolling down the side, clicked it. And five clicks later, you know, was receiving information from Surfing Nosara and uh, moving forward with this, uh, the purchase and, or the sale and purchase of the business. Now, you bought Robin's, which is an iconic business for this place yeah. and a breakfast uh, ice cream. It's so weird to think people might not even know what it was or remember it, but it was an iconic breakfast lunch spot. Uh, Robin was really an interesting figure, but everyone knew her and yeah. it was something. So to buy that <laughs> and then adjust it to this whole other way, like walk us through your mindset and take us through that journey. Cause now we're transitioning into the business side of things, yeah. but it's kind of exciting. Cause you're, you took the chance to buy it in the first place relocate set up make a go of it and then adjust it uh and trying to find like where you're comfortable and it seems like you've really come into your where you want to be on it so walk us through that because i see it every day but i didn't know what was happening yeah i and many other people might find it interesting to see what's going on at the former robin's iconic breakfast place yeah definitely man um so you know massive respect to robin and what she created here because that was an institution um, and I recognized the opportunity that it was to one, have that location and two, to carry that name. Um, I tried to do that for about six months until COVID hit us. And, um, you know, at that moment of pause, I really realized that that wasn't like my expression. That wasn't what I wanted to give to the community. It wasn't an expression of me. It was carrying on someone else's vision. Got it. So the location's fantastic. Being here's yeah. fantastic, but that wasn't your voice. That wasn't what you wanted to do with it. No, no, it was a stepping stone to get into the community and to like really push for some of the ideals that I, I really believe in, which is like clean food, sustainable agriculture, regenerative farming, you know, a lot of the practices that are in place or that are being put in place here. Um, so that was my, like, that was the passion behind it. It was like clean food and a community offering, you know, something that I can engage with the town. Perfect, with. so it was really the perfect walk-in. Yeah, it really was, it was great. Um, you know, it was definitely a bit of a risk and a gamble and I didn't know how to own and operate a restaurant. You know, how scared were you about taking on the risk? Like, give me your level one out of 10, 10 being high. Uh, I wasn't scared, I really wasn't. You know, I had full faith in my abilities and also the community because I had already knew, it wasn't like a blind entry, you know? I knew the community a bit and I knew the vibe down here and um, yeah, and I, and I have faith in myself, so. So you, it sounds like you wanted this internally. You're ready for the change and the adjustment. Therefore, you didn't have much fear because you, you knew the place already and you just wanted it that bad to where it's like, I'm gonna go do this. Yeah, and I saw it as a real opportunity out of mm. the life and the system that I was living in. And I treated it, you know, with care for that reason. Um, you know, aside from the investment and the opportunity and the work that it is, you know, it was really a way for me to change my life in all aspects. And that translates to my grandchildren one day. Um, I think that's where most of us can relate. And uh, again, I'm always interested in hearing people's story at what level, because I had the same thing. I so badly wanted to change my life. I wanted it more than anything. And that's why I was willing to do it. But unlike you, I was terrified. And I, I still am like, uh, 
living here and extracting uh, income and having to make money to survive here is very, very different than visiting. Yeah. So you took the step of jumping into the machine, the toughest machine. Yeah. Um, because once you have a business here, well, some friends have a different business or they're this or this, like it's a, the Nosara gossip machine it, it, it gets going. Just all of the things of a small town mm -hmm. you're dealing with, but yeah. you're at peace. So that I'm really interested in that. Keep talking. Tell yeah, me about well, your adventure. I would love and, to say like, you know, the framing behind all that, this is not the first small community I've lived in. I actually, you know, when we lived abroad, I lived in the largest expat community in the world, which is a 40,000 person city, but it was also still a small community. You so wave. four countries prior to this helped set up this one. Exactly. Um, so the, the expat community was something familiar and I really wanted that in my life again. And I absolutely love the community aspects of Nosara. It's seriously what keeps me here. What are you your know? favorite parts about it? Uh, the, the intentional aspect of it where, you know, a group of friends can get together and, and put energy into like a focal point instead of it just being kind of widespread and chaotic. That's true, isn't it? Like that, that's super, that's super true. People, well, I guess you can do it anywhere, but it's just harder to organize anywhere else, right? Right here, we're all each other's neighbors and we can find these things that we align on easily and quickly and then take action on it. You That's know, a good point. it's like for me, you know, with the, with the mention of regenerative farming, you know, um, healthy produce and healthy agriculture, you know, there's a huge community that supports that here. And as a restaurant owner, that's something that I really appreciate and I like to get my hands dirty with. Um, I got you. So you, you, man, this goes on levels for you. So yeah. it's not a, wasn't just the business and it wasn't just the personal. It's a, you wanted the community, the personal challenge and getting into something you're interested in and doing something new and fresh. But then you've lived in so many countries before, like move into a different spot for you wasn't as scary as maybe most normal people. You were like, no, I want more of that. Yeah. Is that right? Did yeah, I understand 100%, 100%. And I mean, there's a little bit more to add to it. The, the sense of adventure. You know, another big reason I'm here is because I am an adventurer. Like I'm on a motorcycle all the time. I've just started the same Nosara Motor Club where we're going to do like organized rides around the country and you know, multiple day camp trips by car and um, really kind of creating a culture around adventure and like activity and engagement and getting out and exploring the land instead of just living in the bubble. So you're having fun. Absolutely. Absolutely, huh. man. I'm like really turning passions into passions and hobby into work and play. Good God. You need to write a book. That should be your title. <laughs> That's a good one. There's your, there's your, yeah. there's your, what, what's My, it called? Your tagline or New your New York times bestseller <laughs> one day. <laughs> all right, cool. So it's so interesting to me how someone could do all this and not be scared. Yeah. Well, fear is definitely there, but like I, I take every opportunity to China channel that into productivity, like, you know, some sort of creative force behind it. All right. So I'm always enamored when somebody doesn't have fear and they're willing to take a chance and work inside of Nosara. You're saying that you didn't have that. You have a lot of experience in the past and you also like interesting things about Nosara. It wasn't just work and it wasn't just surf and it wasn't just the hippie type journey where you just got went on on one type experience you're saying it's like a mix of all these different things yeah yeah i mean i really see this place as like and i am i'm, I'm involved in many facets of this community and i really love every one of them ceremonial the food and farming you know the fundraising and philanthropy the adventure through motorcycle and motor club the restaurant morpho um you know, events, dance, party, creative, arts, like all of that type of stuff. Is your old Calif uh, was it California? When yeah. 
is that side of you coming to life through all these things because you had so many different jobs for sure man i think i carry a piece of like every place with me um you know i've like picked up all these little things from the journey along the way and i'm just you know, I, I, I am who I am and I want to express that with like authenticity and like an entirety without any shame or guilt too. You know, that's the thing about small community is there's often this like I, this public I. And I think for me, a big part of it was just letting go of that and operating out of my heart and like what I really want to do and what I want to create here. What helped you get to that spot of letting go? Um, kind of the trial and error when I first got here, you know, trying to please people, please, and like really like keep things true to what they were. Like we mentioned, you know, Robbins, you know, it was like, I felt this pressure to maintain Robbins and keep it as Robbins. But at the same time, it was like chipping away at who I truly was or, or this keeping it down. Um, you know, so that was like, that was a big realization point when COVID hit and everything shifted, you know, I took the time to examine and like saw this isn't my true offering. You know, this isn't really what I want to bring to the community, carrying on someone else's someone else's vision. No, I get it. So respect to you for pulling it off and doing it calmly and enjoying the ups and downs of it all. Yeah, it's, it's all with love. I mean, obviously we, if you've watched or tracked the progress of the build in that space over the last few years, this is, um, you know, we put a lot of energy and love into like the offering now. It's a really thoughtful menu. The space is like completely different, you know, experience it for yourself, right? Well, let's just but, jump right into Morpho. Go ahead, keep going. Tell us what it is now. Uh, give us the 30,000 foot overview and tell us <laughs> any, anything that you want to use this platform for people yeah. to understand this, the history of it. Definitely, man, where it's I at. appreciate that. Yeah, so Morpho is a collection of like experiences throughout the world. It's food from the world, all over the world. It's tapas del mundo, you know, okay. world fusion tapas. You know, so we have plates from Asia to the Americas to Europe um, and then Western North American dishes as well. And Costa Rican, obviously, honoring the land here. Uh, so it's a very, it's a diverse menu, but the space itself is very warm and inviting and it was created to, built to create a sense of home and to create a, a place of peace in a way. Um, and familiarity, like the goal is, you know, with all these different multicultural people traveling through Nosara, the idea was to share like a little piece of these homes with people as they pass through, something they might feel familiar with, you know, when, when you find a million casados on the menus in Costa Rica, you might find a couple biryanis or masalas or, you know, something, something different. I'm starting to understand where morph came from now. Exactly. It's the morphosis. It's the butterfly. It's like the, the symbol of change and evolution. And that's really what the space has been. You know, this whole four years, yeah, March 2019. So March this year is four years exact. Um, it's a symbol of the change and the evolution that's happened in the space and within me and within the world around us. Um, it's not yeah. respect for, for getting that out there in a platform that's always going. Yeah, it's been it's that was what I realized with scream. You know, it's like I would serve three to four hundred scoops of ice cream a day. I'm like, I can touch and impact all of these people. You know, what do I really want to showcase? What do I really want to like accent here? Um, and that was the, the flavors of the land and also the fusion and the quality of the food. What are people uh, ordering the most uh, <laughs> so far? I, I know it might be different a year from now uh -huh. and you're always adjusting, but 
Can you go ahead and tell us like your heavy hitters? What are your top three to five items that people seem to gravitate towards? Yeah, definitely. So being on the coast, we got this amazing seafood. You know, we get this fresh, never frozen mahi and these jumbo prawns. And the people have really loved the Cajun mahis. You know, we have that in two different dishes. It's the surf and surf, which is like Cajun mahi over forbidden rice. And then you've got your straight uh, coco panko, which is like a flash fried coconut and panko rolled shrimp. Nice. So some of your New Orleans roots are even coming into it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We got a couple Cajun dishes. We got a couple Eastern dishes because the other time, you know, majority of my life was actually spent in Saudi Arabia. So um, we have some Eastern flavors, you know, through Asia and into the Middle East a little bit. And uh, the plan is to continue doing special special menu items, okay. um, you know, like we'll run a once a week or excuse me, a once a month special for a week. There would be something like your bigger dishes, biryanis and lamb. That's pretty cool. And, Let's finish on the point of the top hits right now. Yeah, top hits right now. <laughs> Kokopanko shrimp, the Korean barbecue skewers, which is chicken and beef with like our homemade kimchi and spicy soy glaze. Um, Can people get that all beef or all chicken for diets or is it like a mixture and that's how you make it? Yeah, it's okay, a mix. Gotcha. It's like two chicken and two beef. Um, where's that from? Like, what's that? What's the origin of that meal? Uh, that's a Korean barbecue. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> Korean barbecue that. skewers. So it's hey, like, let me ask you where the Korean barbecue comes from again. <laughs> Korea. Okay. Okay, now I know. Put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Korean barbecue skewers. So we got a lot of vegan food as well. The um, stuffed mushroom. So it's like a camp camote plantain mash with the portobello stuffed mushroom, sauteed veggies, and homemade cashew cream, cashew cheese. Um, really popular vegan dish. So we have the surf and surf, the stuffed mushroom, the skewers, the coco panko shrimp. Uh, the tacos, the fish ceviche. I've had two ticos tell me this is the best ceviche they've ever had. Really? And I'm like, I'll take that compliment. It means you just could shut the, shut the doors down and <laughs> shut it all down. That, just take your compliment. Bar, that's it. <laughs> um, but no, that was um, that was a really great. We've had great feedback. So it's coming. From, it's your top hits are also coming from a variety. Yes. Seafood, Korean, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. The bait, like Cajun. That's that's kind of trippy. I didn't expect that, and that's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, the menu is big. It's all over the place. You know, people spend some a good amount of time with it when they first receive it and read it. And they're like, oh my God, we've got a lot to work through here. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know, it's better more than less. You know, I'd rather have people have too many options than not enough, so. Gotcha, so you'll keep going into specials and so the journey continues. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll probably refine and tweak the menu after the season for, for what really works and what doesn't. But yeah, we're, we're really happy with the space. And I have to mention it, you know, this all wouldn't be possible without Mike Stretta. You know, Mike and I are working together in this. And he, he really reinvigorated my like fire to get this going. Um, you know, after it kind of laid dormant for some time, um, you know, Scream wasn't serving the space. Scream is still a wholesale brand. Like it still goes to the supermarkets and everything. So we still love the ice cream and we make the ice cream. Gotcha, so the ice cream's still going. Ice cream's still going. Um, it's not as many flavors as you used to be able to find in the store, but you know, putting 18 flavors to market would have been a little bit difficult. Oh, for sure. But this, this you're happy with. I can hear it in your voice and see it in you. You look good, you feel good. And Thanks, man, I appreciate it. And that's, I hard, that's hard to put a price tag on. Yeah, it really is. So Scream continues um, in a way, um, and the space, needed a, the space needed the expression of Morpho. Um, I can't remember how I got to that point, but. <laughs> Don't worry about it, it doesn't matter. It all makes sense. So congratulations on your business stuff. Congratulations on your personal stuff. You're having fun while you're doing it. That's interesting to me. Yeah. I kinda, my first several years, I just went and just worked, just went. But 
it was a different time. Nosara is like the same spot as when you were here in 2008, but it's also a, a very different. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Like, yes. It's the same place, but not. Yeah, it is. And I do have to, I have to remind myself too, to like stop and enjoy it. Literally just yesterday during sunset, I found myself running between the bank and somewhere else. And I was like, wait a minute, I'm gonna stop somewhere where I can see the sunset, 10 minutes, take it in and then continue on my journey. Oh, tip of the hat, you have good discipline there. So let's go into, let's go into quick pros of Nosara and you can you can do this fast everyone likes the environment everyone mm. likes surf everyone likes the community yeah um, but hit your hit your likes anyway but blow through those and no i'm about to ask you what your dislikes are too yeah start with the positive <laughs> yeah. and we'll go to the negative my my top likes is my ability to break my day up with those gaps those gaps of like peace or pleasure or whatever it is you know i can get on my motorcycle for 10 minutes and and ride my worries or my concerns away wow. um same thing with surf, same thing with yoga. I know people have that access here a lot. So I love that, you know, the community provides solutions that are right there. Um, another favorite is um, the small town vibe. You know, the, the access that I have to my friends and my neighbors and to the support that I need at times and to, you know, the service that I'm able to provide at times. I'm enjoying the new paved roads. <laughs> yeah, those don't happen enough. <laughs> It's funny. When I first got here, I didn't want the roads to get paved. Then after I lived here a while and saw the dust and I saw all the Ticos in particular who live along the road and are walking on the road, yeah. just get hammered and the respiratory cases shot up. I, yeah. I, I changed my tune. Yes, exactly. You know, it's not a selfish thing, the road. It's, 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 a, for, it's a greater good of the community thing. Mm. Well, so speaking of greater good of the community, uh, I'm trying to find a segue here. <laughs> Tell us about the bad stuff. What are your, what are your biggest dislikes about this place? Uh, my dislikes really are, it sounds like an LA complaint, the traffic. <laughs> um, Especially in and around bridges. Yeah, exactly, man. It's or like, the G section or, or we're over the Gilded section on a, on a weekend um, trying to drive through. Yeah, you know, I mean, I love the Pura Vida lifestyle and the speed, but at the same time, being a business owner and operator, it slows things down considerably. Um, that's one of the things I think could, could use a little work. Um, but the dislikes, you know, really, I don't have many. It's just like the traffic, the occasional dust, <laughs> the, the rain immediately after the molasses in front of my restaurant, like two times in a row this year already. Three. Three? Yeah. <laughs> um, or two, two, two solid ones. Dude, my complaints are very small. You know, I'll nice. say that. Like my, my issues here are not that big. I, I find myself generally happy and peaceful and balanced. So it's working. Days here. It is, it does, it really works. Nice, man. Congratulations on all of this. Also when the Moto Club gets going, yeah. you, maybe you'll have to come back or we'll do an update for people yeah, on that. Yeah, we'd love to, man. That's pretty that's, cool. That's a big passion project, a lifetime thing in the building. It's different too, like that's that's a cool angle. So it sounds yeah. to me like you're using your talent, skill set, everything you've trained for in the past to find a way to adjust or morph yeah. into into your existence here and your business here and it's working quite well, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, it's working. I mean, we're startup phase, you know? So it's like, it's it's all building still right now and foundations are being set for all of these things. But yeah, I really feel like it's in alignment and it's gonna work and, and I'm receiving the great feedback and nice. that's enough for me right now. All right, so let's move on to a, a weird question for you as a restaurant owner. I'd like to know your top three favorite restaurants and what you'd like to get there, but obviously, obviously from a different place. Uh, my favorites are Lagarta Lodge okay. for brunch, and I get the Eggs Benedict and the French Toast. Okay. Sweet and savory. Uh, the view is just epic up there. The space is beautiful. The service is great. Love the people. Um, second place, 
I'm going to say yaksa. When Lisa cooks, yaksa is fire. You know, it started with the burgers and then it went to dumplings and then there's, you know, she's always got something delicious in there. Do they have a menu that's set or is it just what they cook? You know, I couldn't really tell you. I think she flies by her own tune. <laughs> and um, I know the burger is like a regular thing and the uh, dumplings are a regular thing. But outside of that, I'm not sure if there is regular schedule. You just know you like it, whatever's yeah, there. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. And it's like I, yeah, I don't get the opportunity to go out so much. I'm, I'm usually eating at my restaurant and tied pretty closely to it. I know. That's why it's an interesting question, especially for someone like you. Yeah. She should come out. We should talk to her. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right. So what's your third? And then number three, I'm going to go for Soda Vanessa in Nosada Town. Like Soda Vanessa, solid breakfast every day of the week. Um, just can't go wrong, really. It brings me back to that 14 years ago, like why, why I'm here. Nice. Now, what message do you have for people who are considering moving to Nosara or spending a significant amount of time here? Like, what would you like for them to know? This place is paradise, but out of price. You know, it's not for everybody. Um, there's challenges here that money can't solve. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're willing to accept that fact, it's a beautiful place to learn and grow and really find yourself. Makes sense. What are your favorite waves to surf at in the general area? Uh, um, Avellanas. Um, let's go for, yeah. As far south as Camarlanal. Okay. As far north as Avellanas. Yep, that's and our that's borders. pretty much all I've got. Oh, nice. You know, I mean, so Pavon you have here in the middle and you've got each. Yeah, exactly. Pavones Matapalo, I haven't been to, but Camarlanal, when it's firing, awesome too. Um, Aviana is also a great wave, like most days. Nosada though, Guiona is, I mean, this is the wave. You know, we get it all, right? We get it all and every day, so this is the wave. Man, I want to congratulate you on your whole setup. Thanks for sharing your story. It's good to get you uh, to know you better. I see you all the time, but it was nice to hear your back, your back story and how it transitioned into who you are now, and now you're morphing, utilizing all that stuff. But you're balancing fun and personal life in addition to launching a whole new business. That's that's interesting to see. Most people are crazy high stress, especially when you're launching a restaurant. Yeah. And I guess thanks to Mike getting you invigorated, yeah. Yeah. you're off and running. Yeah, man. Thanks for recognizing me, seriously. And thanks for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to like speak with you and speak with the community and like yeah. shed some light on all of what's happened in the last four years. It'll be interesting. You come back next year. Let's yeah. see, let's see how more <laughs> Morpho has morphed some more. <laughs> oh, there's more changes coming very soon. So also, I'm just gonna put this in there because we haven't had our grand opening party yet. Our space like really completes and is set um, in this week, this upcoming week. So we are gonna do a grand opening event. There will be like, you know, a big push uh, for promo and invites in and all the stuff. So that'll be happening in the next couple of weeks. And then the Morpho space is set for the rest of the season. Hey, while you have the platform, is there anything else you wanna get out there? I said, uh, you shared a lot. It's, it's a pretty cool story. Yeah. But do you have anything else on your chest that you just want to uh, get out there? Any good jokes or anything crazy? No, man, I really, again, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thanks to, thank you to you and the podcast for the support along the journey and for the, for the community for supporting me also in this. You know, I know it's not, it's kind of been up and down, but I, I really do appreciate the support and the family that I've built here and, uh, and all the amazing feedback that we've got out of the space. I'm very grateful for the ceremonial spaces in my life where I really get to dig in and work on myself. 
Um, I'm grateful for all the people that have pushed me to grow along this journey, whether it be painful or pleasant. Um, yeah. Seems like there's a bit of both in those growth things, right? Uh, it's always like multifaceted. It's always like full spectrum here. <laughs> you get the best and you get the worst or the most difficult and the peak experiences. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> And thanks for your time, man, and congratulations and good luck. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rich.